0: Hello, hello, hello. This is Misty Magdalena Grace with the new and improved version of Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, where we talk about spirituality, psychedelics, plant medicine, microdosing, and really that journey within to finding your best innate wisdom, to your best health, your best wealth through all sorts of inner child healing, trauma release, grief recovery uh, overcoming addictions and working with the mind, the body and spirit. So go ahead, leave a review, subscribe, download. We look forward to your feedback. Thanks for tuning in today. Right. All right. All right. Happy Friday, everyone. At the time of this recording, also happy Veterans Day weekend, happy 1111 portal. (laughs) We have a lot of um, amazing holidays, events, things happening for us right now. And uh, speaking of which, you know, this is also a great time to start preparing for holiday season. And as you guys know, here on Healthy and Wealthy and Wise, um, in, as it said in my intro, we talk about a lot of different things that are all leading us back to healing, all leading us back to self-love and self-compassion. And just in the past two weeks, um, I've been on multiple calls where, you know, Spirit just said, hey, call this person, I call them and sure enough, they broke down crying. And I've had my own uh, revisit with grief um, just yesterday. Um, I had something happen that just triggered an immense amount of sadness in my body. And, and, And full disclosure, I woke up crying this morning because I was choosing to allow the grief to come through. And as many of you know my story, I had struggled with unprocessed grief for a really, really long time, actually, probably most of my life. And today's guest is a dear friend who has her own journey with grief. So if you are here, hello. Oh, wonderful. We have a friend, already a fan of our guests, R.R. Sanchez. Just want to say hello and welcome. If you see value in today's show, please hit the share button. Uh, And also, if you are live and want to say where you're tuning in from, hashtag live city and state, where you're tuning in from, or hashtag replay. So I'm going to go ahead and bring you on, Kat, my amazing friend from Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to go ahead and introduce you. Um, Kat is a grief recovery coach and hypnotherapist. Uh, I love her because she's blunt and to the point um, while being compassionate and understanding. She was married to the love of her life for 25 years when he died um, pretty suddenly, and she'll tell you more about that story and, and basically her recovery involved finding herself and opening up to love again. Kat, thank you so much for being here
1: today. Thank you for having me, Magdalena. Um, it's, it's always so wonderful to hang out with you uh, wherever wherever we hang out. So m- my story it, it's pretty simple. I I was and continue to be married to the love of my life. While I get ready to marry the love of my life. Um, and so, um, is that polygamy? Totally no. Uh,
0: <laughs> you might need to explain that, but I know you're, you're, you're gonna tell all about it.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, in, in May of 2020, um, my dear husband, Barry, passed away from a glioblastoma, which is a brain tumor, inoperable, intelligible, all the bull that there is. And so um, before that, I had been working with um, two wonderful women in something called the brain shift method. If you're familiar with Psyche, any really uh, unconscious mind work, it's their version of it. And in that work, in learning it for myself and learning it to heal um, my beloved husband, the question was asked of me, what happens if he dies? And I couldn't even think of that. I couldn't. That that was out of the realm of possibility. And then I had to think about it and change my mind around what that would mean. And change my mind means go in, rework the programming of my life. Of course it's going to be sad. Of course it's miserable. It's a show. All of those things, and there is the possibility of a new and better life. There is the possibility of being in joy in something different. And as I spent the last few years finding myself, me, just me, um, I came into group recovery coaching, uh, through hypnotherapy and neuro linguistic programming, horse tour work, all of those things. Um, grief recovery is just that it is allowing yourself to mourn allowing yourself to grieve the grief is always there it's just is it like there and covering you entirely or is it there with you kind of walking like a shadow and something that you can control or doesn't control you
0: that's beautiful. Yeah. I love the words grief recovery. Uh, it's interesting. Same year, 2020, I lost uh, my brother and my mom back to back. And then I remember hearing about Barry and I was just like, whoa, 25 years. That's a long time to be with the love of your life. So as, mm-hmm. and I know we're going to talk about the holidays because um, we know a lot of people are grieving and, and maybe, maybe really quickly before we get too far, do you want to define Grief, also, as we're talking about it today, because it's not just about losing a loved one, right?
1: Okay, so grief is um, an emotion and it is an appropriate emotion. Mourning is the act of grieving. Grief is the emotion that one feels when there is loss. Um, Most poignant around this time of year is the loss of a loved one. Death. There's also the loss of someone through divorce. So, even though we divorced them because it just wasn't working in that situation, there is a loss. There's a the loss of what we dreamed when we walked down the aisle, um, you know, what we had planned for, what our lives were. Um, there, There's a the loss, the, the loss of youth uh, when you Graduate college and now I'm an adult. There's the loss of moving. I moved away from my support system, my friends, my family. Um, the loss of a job, the loss of being an empty nester. Even though your kids are still there. You know, they're still your kids and, and they're still your life and they're still your babies. There's loss in the change. And so we breathe. And we may grieve a lot. We may grieve a little. And sometimes we don't even recognize that we're grieving. And that could be um, a problem. Because if we don't recognize that we're grieving, then we don't know how to treat ourselves or others. There's also, last one, loss of a pet. Um, Loss of a beloved family pet. Um, Who is just a fur baby. I I don't even say pet. I say fur baby. Um, And that... You know, let's face it, sometimes it's more devastating than losing a person in our lives because we love the fur baby more than some of the people we know. <laughs> so there you have it.
0: No, that's beautiful to think about. I think what what I heard, what you say there is it's also the grief of the way things were. And yeah. we're so taught and programmed since you were in that world now to, you know, think about, uh, we dwell on the past. We think a lot about the future i just lost lucy the guinea pig she just dropped <gasps> like that you know so that's been part of my grief this past week so it thankfully i have tools now and i know you share a lot of tools and we want to get to some of those best tips for people but how do we even recognize that we're grieving like how do we know because i I was so stuck and I didn't take time. I didn't do any self-care for years after my dad died and after friends committed suicide. I just, I just went right back to work, right back to life. I had bills to pay, money to make, clients to serve, yada, 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 being a mom and a wife. So a lot of people, they just don't even, I don't even think they know that they're grieving. So how, how does
1: someone know? Something's different. I mean, that's the that's the easiest definition to say, how do you know? You've lost something. You've lost something, you're grieving. Um, to, to what degree? Everybody is different. When there is a loss, there's a grief. Um, and acknowledging the grief is the first thing. Acknowledging like, okay, I'm not happy with this new situation. I may not be sad with the new situation, but it hasn't Fully become me. Um, you know, sometimes the grieving is, it's easy to recognize. There's crying, there's screaming, there's begging. Um, there's, you know, it's easy to recognize. We're depressed, we're sad, we're tired. Easy to recognize. And sometimes it's just aggravation and annoyance. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. And we can be snappy and pissy. Um, and when we take the time to Go through our lives, what just happened, or even something that happened a long time ago, mm-hmm. we might then be able to connect it to the grief. So, for example, with Lucy, if suddenly, and I'm so sorry, oh my gosh, um, and and you, you know, you are a a very joyful person, and you know, happy and. And suddenly you're like pissy and snappy, and just well. Sometimes somebody else points it out to us, and other times we realize it ourselves. What's going on here? Oh, something has changed in my life, something big, and it's time for me to sit down and go through a process. Of acknowledging it and putting it in its place mm-hmm. so that we can move on with it it's always there um, and yet we get to we get to move on mm-hmm. and create something new mm-hmm.
0: that's beautiful yeah because I, I think a lot of people we don't take the time for self-care we don't take time to acknowledge we don't name it, feel it. I always say now, if you don't feel it, you can't really heal it. And if you don't name it, um, so naming sure. it, even grief, I didn't do that for a really long time. So do you have any, any tips around, um, specific things to help people get to a place, even just a couple that are simple to use, especially as we go through the holidays. Cause that's, that's one of our things we're going to talk about on our webinar next week is Yes. So, you know, people, uh, I'm sure, after Barry died, you probably got flooded with messages and phone calls and all of that kind of stuff, right? And then there's the first birthday, the first Halloween, Christmas, Thanksgiving without that person. And, I mean, how do you work through all that?
1: You decide what you want to do for yourself. So the very, very first thing is um, you're aware that you're grieving. I mean, you know, especially with a loss, like a divorce. Well, a divorce might not be as obvious, but, but a death, you're totally aware that you're grieving. Um, and what you want to do is just say to yourself, okay, I'm in a mourning process because of grief and I will allow myself grace will allow myself grace to maybe be a little different. Mm. I will allow myself grace to laugh inappropriately or, you know, cry for no reason. Whatever it may be, you allow yourself grace. And then you start spreading that out to other people, especially in the, in the um, case of death and divorce, you start spreading the grief to the grace to other people. Um, I'll take a, a few minutes one of the things that might come up is um, oh, well I'm sure you'll you'll have another find another fur baby. And you may you may want to find lines that you know well if and when I'm ready. And just it's up. Put the ball back in your court. If and when I'm ready. And then Grace, 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 Grace. Love, 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 love. To the person who, they hey, mean, that's how we were taught. You know, that's how we were taught. You get divorced. Plenty of fish in the sea. Maybe. Maybe not. Um Thank you, if and when I'm ready. And all the love in the world. It's it may be what they think is the right thing for them. It may be um, just, you know, the thing that we say. Because divorce is on the horse. And death is, oh, take your time. Oh, too soon. So the first thing you to do is is for yourself.
0: Yeah, there can be a lot of projection from others is what I'm hearing you say, yeah. the knee-jerk reactions. Oh, they're in a better place, or oh, and maybe maybe in the case of divorce, you're better off without that bleepity bleep. And and um, I learned that the hard way when I, I read the Grief Recovery Handbook, which I know you, I've seen you actually studying and working with that, and I didn't realize that, oh, my God, we have been taught from like little wee, you know, knee-high to a grasshopper, to say some really stupid things that actually don't make any sense and don't do not help the situation. So this is we're we're speaking about grief today, guys. So this is also maybe how you can be and show up for your friends who are grieving also, Absolutely. (laughs) Um, as well as, you know, yourself, we talked before we got on the show about setting boundaries. So kind of what you're talking about, too, we want to give people grace. But maybe is there also a way for people to go through the holidays and maybe set up? And, and and share the line that you don't want people to cross I don't know what 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 are your thoughts about that
1: there's a line um and too often again we were told uh, it, it's okay it's it's about the other person it's a, it, it's you know be gracious be gracious um I'd rather not talk about it I you know I rather be alone for some people um you know and and that's that whole introvert extrovert thing where it's it's not about being shy or not wanting to be around other people it's about do i do i recharge and get my energy back being alone or do i recharge and get my energy back being with a crowd of people for me i recharge and get my energy back being in a crowd of people even if i don't know them um, even if I'm standing in the middle of Times Square and I just have people rushing around me, that energizes me. For other people, um, for a dear friend of mine, uh, he can be in a crowd and he's not shy and he's very engaging and, you know, just lovely, lovely person. And there's a time limit. And then at that time limit, he goes and he's by himself. And that's how he recharges. He's got to me by himself. Totally by himself. Just a dog. Um... So we need to know, do we want to be around other people? Do we not want to be around other people? Do we have a time limit on how long we want to be around them? Let the host know if you're invited somewhere. Let your guests know if you are inviting them. Hey, would love to have you for dinner? I want to gather all my friends up, all my family up for dinner. And after four hours, I really need you to leave. Be blunt. Be absolutely blunt. Um, You know, I need you to leave. I'd like you to leave whatever the case may be. So setting up the boundaries and sticking to them. Huge. Don't say yes or no right away. Think about it. Allow yourself time to process. Um, Most people say things in a space of Love and caring and understanding. And hey, Magdalena, that's not helpful to me right now. Um, I'd rather not go down that path. I'd rather not talk about that. I'd rather not do that. When you push, you're no longer doing it in the space of loving and caring and understanding. You're doing it in the space of me. me, 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 me. I want my agenda. You need to follow me. And when that happens walk away, step away. That is the only way to survive this.
0: I know there's the, the, isn't there the five stages of grief? Do you you talk about that at all? Is there like a timeline for grief recovery?
1: The five stages of grief um, that were defined by Elizabeth Kubler-Ross have nothing to do with the person who survived. Five stages of grief. What Now, yes, when we survive, we go through a lot of them as well. Okay. However, it's never linear. There's never a time limit on it. And it is about the person who just received the news that the disease that they have is terminal. So that denial, you don't have it, that begging, if I go to church, if I become a better person, if I, if I, if I, I will survive. You know, the sadness, the acceptance, the anger. Why the hell did this happen to me? I know, Barry was extremely angry. You know, he he went through all those stages and he was extremely angry because he quit smoking 30 years or, you know, however many years before, uh, 23 years before. He moved himself to an organic diet. Uh, You know, we we were both eating more organically. We were eating whole foods. You know, we did all those things. Why the hell do I end up with this brain tumor? So there's anger. Of course there's anger. Um, In those stages, you bounce around them. There's no time limit. Um, And you may never get through all of them. So... To, to try and attach the mourning and the grief to a named stage, not helpful. You may want to recognize it. Oh, I'm getting angry more than I should, or more than I normally do. Let me take some time for me to figure out what's going on, or any of the other, you know, any of the other emotions that go along with it.
0: Yeah, I think I love that because, and I won't won't say much about plant medicine today because I'm gonna talk more about it on our webinar next Friday. But I will say I hired a grief recovery coach. I read the book. That's when I even knew there was such a thing as grief recovery. Because I grew up in an area where someone's dead and they're buried within two to three days and then you move on with your life. That was modeling for me, (laughs) right? So when I had all these people dying left and right and big ones too, like by the time my brother died, I couldn't cry my mom died i was so numb so numb because i had been drinking alcohol and throwing myself into busyness and not processing any of it so i i had to go the plant medicine route and i know somewhat similarly you do hypnotherapy so i'm curious how can that help someone who is is grieving
1: being able to go into hypnotherapy is going into the programming and so the first thing is we need to discover what the programming is Um, did you lose a pet as a child on Tuesday and on Saturday you went to the local shelter and got a new pet as a replacement Um, what what is the programming things can be replaced Um, they've gone to a better place now suddenly you don't believe that anymore. The better place is here with me. The better place isn't in the ether, the better place is here with me. Now you have a conflict. And so, what does it mean to you when someone passes away? When we strip away everything else, what does it mean to you? What are you feeling right now? And then the hypnotherapy helps to create a new program, mm-hmm. the hypnotherapy helps to alleviate trauma. So this thing that happened this year or last year or five years or 10 years ago Mm -hmm. isn't the thing. It is a trauma that happened much earlier or a um, witnessing of how our parents or grandparents or aunts or uncles or adults went through a trauma. And so we absorb that into ourselves. So the first thing is that it. It can help you alleviate the trauma and just put the trauma into perspective. Where we're not living it over and over again. Hypnotherapy and timeline therapy can allow you to go back to the original incident and release the anger, the fear, the, 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 the guilt, the rage, all of those things. So you can release them and now you don't have uh, an inappropriate reaction to things. Hypnotherapy can can reprogram your mind to breathe and mourn the way you want to and to accept that this has happened and you have a strength in you to move forward and you have a strength in you to do what you want to do So those are some of the ways that hypnotherapy
0: will help. Beautiful. Yeah. So I, I want an audience to recognize, and then we'll talk about our webinar next, that like we've been programmed by society, our parents to numb ourselves, to suppress these emotions, to just go do, whereas what we're talking about is you got to work through some of that unconscious stuff that we've locked ourselves with and the tools um, that both Kat and I are going to share next Friday. I'm super excited about this, Kat, because I, <laughs> I, I wish I would have had this webinar three years ago. <laughs> or, heck, 10 years ago, um, 20 years ago, when I lost my dearest best friend to, to cancer, suddenly, you know, we, we got to we gotta look at all this stuff. And, and there's so much more happening in the world. There's more people committing suicide. There's more job loss. There's more breakups. Uh, I, almost every week I hear someone breaking up or getting a divorce or separating uh, just because the this is a sign of the times that we're in. So let's talk about next Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. Kat and I are teaming up to talk about how to navigate grief through the holidays and, and giving you practical tips and tools. What are you going to be sharing next week?
1: What I'm going to be sharing next week are things that you can do for yourself. Um, some just almost self-hypnosis to prepare you. Um, you, Even if you never had grief in your life, even, which is impossible, but even if you never had grief in your life and you never suffered anything or anything like that, your family and friends at the holidays and they just seem to want to get under your skin. Um, And so some things to prepare yourself, um, recognizing what you're going through and stopping, you know, saying, why am I so angry? Why am I so sad? And then go, oh, wait, okay. And the ability to process. And it, you can't do it all in one webinar, but certainly some tools in your tool belt so that you can say, hey, this is something I can pull out and use and get through this. And not only get through this, but to have joy. Mm-hmm. To have joy at a joyful time and to know that bittersweet is okay as long as we then start to move to the sweet. Beautiful,
0: beautiful. And I'll be talking again about microdosing and, and quieting the mind, going into the heart, to the body um, with sacred plant medicine um, is what broke through my brick wall around my heart and, and my really closed analytical mind to allowing myself to feel, yeah. to heal, and to, to name those emotions. So I'll just be giving some some tips and practical tools for that as well. And, and so grateful that we can help you guys through the holidays. So if you if you see value, I did drop the link um, on YouTube. It's also on Facebook. Uh, I will be putting the link to the webinar in the show notes. Again, it's next Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, it'll be about an hour, I think is what we're, we're planning. And, and Yeah, and even if you can't attend, we will have a recording, Um, so sign up regardless so you can get the recording. Uh, It may be exactly what you needed um, to help you navigate the holidays. Well, thank you so much, Kat. I'm actually going to go ahead and uh, have a word from our sponsor, and then I'll close with uh, one more question for you. Healthy and wealthy and wise is proudly sponsored by the Soul Vine, your number one go-to source for ayahuasca microdosing. This ayahuasca is legal. It is the capi vine. There is no DMT extract or molecule as a part of it, and it can and will transform your life from the inside out. Supporting the Shipibo tribe from South America, this is my go-to source for healing. Learn more at microdosingforhealth.com. Yay. So I always like to show uh, or or close my show with the same question. And and I'd love to hear your perspective, maybe around grief and navigating this through the holidays in your answer. Um, Whatever comes out is perfect. Uh, When you hear the phrase, healthy and wealthy and wise, Kat, what does it mean?
1: It means healthy on every level. Um, it, mind, body, and spirit, um, it, it, you know, and, and sometimes one is better than the other, on certain days, uh, healthy, and wealthy, uh, uh, of course, we think abundance, money, uh, things, and wealthy to me is, is the love that I have in my life, is, you know, the cuddles I have with my pets, those Star Lord Naboo who sleep with me and insist that I uh, pet them all night long. And I'm wealthy. And wise is just be still and know that I am God. Mm. Oh wait, I am God. Be still and know that I have the answers inside of me. And that if I don't, I can tap in and get them. So that's what healthy and wealthy wise means to me.
0: That's beautiful. I love that. Thank you so much for that powerful share. Thanks again, Kat. And guys, if you know someone struggling with grief of all kinds, um, please hit the share button. Sharing is caring here at Healthy and Wealthy and Wise. And I'll be having uh, more guests this month talking about addiction, um, talking about a a variety of things that seasonal affective disorder people um, tend to gravitate towards. And hopefully we'll see you on the workshop. Please sign up or refer a friend to that as well. Until next time, guys, here's your best health your best wealth, and your best wisdom. Bye-bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please subscribe, download, leave a five-star rating or review. And also, please refer this to a friend you know who may benefit from this inspirational message. We hope to see you again. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel or join my Facebook community. And if you are looking to manifest your best health, your best wealth, by trusting your best wisdom within, please go to my website, www.microdosingforhealth.com. Again, www.microdosingforhealth.com to quiet your mind, get into your heart, heal your body, and manifest your best health and your best wealth.